This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, radio family. Happy weekend and welcome back once again to the weekend edition of Community Focus. Uh, one of my favorite times of the morning and it apparently has become yours because I really thank you for your wonderful company as it is that time to engage once again in wonderful conversation with members of our Community Focus family. Now, Radio Family, his voice you probably haven't heard in quite some time, but when he's not on our public affairs program, he's still considered family, as I want to say good morning to you. Joel Leonard, my first time talking to you in 2022, and I know you have been busy over the last, I don't know what, two or three years, and this was before COVID, and you continue to be busy during this pandemic it is so nice to have you back on the program my brother how have you been i am absolutely honored and thrilled to be back with you and and to serve your audience and to provide them information absolutely absolutely and and i'm just overjoyed too joel because many of our radio family are just familiar with your name alone and i'm sure many are like yeah, I recognize the voice, <laughs> but it's always nice when we have newer listeners and we add members of our community focus family, people who may be new to the area or new to this public affairs program. I just want to share with you, Radio Family, a little background on Joel, who is a recognized leader at Building Pipelines of Skilled Technicians. So if that will give you any indication as to what our topic of discussion will be, Joel has also been just a phenomenal individual and in helping to grow respect and appreciation of the maintenance profession. With over 30 years of professional experience, you, Joel, have helped all types of people from ex-offenders looking for jobs to C-suite executives looking for talent, as well as even top government and educational leaders looking to grow talent pools to retain and attract employers. Now, before I go any further, speaking of those who may be new to you and you to them, do you recall, and if you don't mind sharing, and this is going way back for you and me, my friend, <laughs> The very first time it actually came about that you initially became part of this radio family. Well, absolutely, because it blew my mind. I had people call me. Uh, I did a TV interview on WFMY in 2003 time frame. Mm -hmm. And um, we, at that time, we were, it was like, I didn't want to watch the news 
because every night there was a closure, there was a departure, there was factories shutting down. There were long-time big businesses shutting down and moving to China and other places, and it was like watching an obituary for businesses. And and the whole attitude and atmosphere of the community was, there's no jobs, everywhere is shutting down, what are we going to do? And... I got. I saw a TV reporter, and I just tapped her on the arm, and I said, "Do you want to know about real jobs? You know that there is jobs in this area. All right. y'all are doing is talking about not having jobs, right? And and people are shutting down. Well, there's also companies hiring, mm-hmm. and that she didn't believe me because that's all they've been talking about, right? And so I uh, pulled out a newspaper and showed her the skilled technician openings and showed there were over 70 postings, not to mention jobs, just the postings, just in skilled tech jobs. Yeah. And that was I, that was just from a random newspaper that I picked up off the uh, out of the dispenser. So she interviewed me, put me on the t- channel 2, and then the next thing I know, I was getting phone calls. Hey, man, I heard you on the radio. <laughs> hey, man. What are you doing on the radio? I said, I wasn't on any radio. What are you talking about? And they said, well, the station, WQMG's been airing your uh, interview, and I didn't get interviewed by them. So I called them up and uh, got connected with Renee Vaughn, and Renee Vaughn said, yeah, we've been airing your interview. It was great. And what a lovely trip down memory lane, my friend. Yes, and at that particular time, and I'll just... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Add to it, when I was doing the then Tom Joyner morning show, we were running, or at the time that I was doing local news, I was adding sound bites within the newscast and happened to come across that very interview with that reporter with you and, yes, used your voice during that particular segment. And as they say, my friend, the rest indeed is history. And that's how you officially got introduced to 
the radio family into the QMG family. So thank you for sharing that, Joel. I really do appreciate it. Now, as our topic of discussion today is on workforce development, my first question to you, what are some of the potential challenges that these will create to existing employers? Well, what you're referring to is the big announcements. The the triad is no longer the same place where companies were escaping and uh, migrating to other places. Now we've become the destination location. Now we are on every site selection group's uh, radar, and they are evaluating whether they should come to North Carolina. And, and specifically in the triad, because we just landed several major, yes, major have. transformative uh, decisions we won. Normally, we lose those. We've been losing to Alabama and Georgia and Tennessee right. and a lot of other neighboring community states, and, and it's been really bad. But this time, the state legislature and other groups might... Uh, form teams, and they put together some very aggressive plans, and we now have won megasite uh, jobs in Randolph-Guilford area uh, near Julian and Liberty. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's about a 800 acres there that's been allocated, and uh, Toyota Battery, the electric vehicle uh, producer, will be making their own electric vehicle batteries right there. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, um, we just two weeks ago uh, this week, uh, um, boom, supersonic, mm-hmm. the next generation of the Concorde right. will be announced its news. They're out of Colorado. They're moving to Greensboro. And the airport is not just an airport. It's now a business park. And uh, there's about 8,000 jobs in that area now. And they're going to add an additional 1,750 jobs. Wow. And so... Uh, it's uh, and the average wage of both Toyota and uh, Boom uh, Supersonic is going to be over seventy thousand. So there's now in three to five years, this whole region's going to be exploding. And those companies are just the ones now. There will be supply chain uh, decisions made. There will be a lot of suppliers made uh, to come here as well as existing employers will be securing large contracts to uh, support uh, these new businesses. So we're in the midst of a mega, I call it the mega boom. Absolutely. (laughs) Jobs and the boom uh, supersonic uh, are coming. And so what's sad is those two companies are kind of overshadowing uh, all the current needs and future needs of our existing uh, uh, supporter, employers and supporters. And so we're, um, we've got to wake up, and that's why I'm delighted that you're willing to have me on here on at least a monthly basis uh, to talk about these uh, opportunities and what uh, people in our community can do to prepare and uh, secure these opportunities. Uh, what's going to happen uh, what sadly is going to happen is we have a lot of people on the outside looking in mm-hmm. uh, because companies can't afford to hire people that aren't qualified. They have to be qualified to do the job. Mm-hmm. And so there's going to be a lot of migration to North Carolina. The real estate markets and, and the other groups are already preparing for that. They're right. looking at expanding and mm-hmm. adding more apartment complexes. 
they're looking at uh, the real estate. They're saying we only have a six-month supply of uh, housing now. So, um, so there is a um, a serious need for the migration uh, to to come here. We've got to get ready for them, which isn't a bad thing. We're going to get some really good talent coming in from the Midwest and Michigan and Ohio and right. and other places that want to be a part of these mega boom jobs, as well as comp- uh, people from New Jersey and other places. They bring some neat diversity to our area. But again, what my focus is and what I'm concerned about is we got a lot of underserved groups who are not um, getting the adequate information they need to be able to be competitive. And they do, do not get that in school. They aren't getting this in their, uh, the support from their community. They, I mean, we don't have pep rallies for people to pursue normal jobs. You're we have pep right. rallies for people that shoot three-pointers and, and uh, hit home runs and, and make touchdowns. Well, you can't make money doing those things. And, and we have so many uh, kids who are thinking that that's what they're going to do. And, and I've been frustrated as I've been going out and talking to kids, and they turn me off as soon as they find out I can't help them get into the NBA. So, <laughs> and there's just not that many jobs in those sports and entertainment, but we have a whole supportive culture that's been pushing that angle. And, and it's sad because they don't realize that sports is a great pathway to so many things. It teaches us so many skills and so many transferable knowledges, uh, attributes that we could develop. But, I mean, like perseverance, like uh, uh, picking yourself up after you fall down. I mean, teamwork, participate, so many, confidence, so many things. Right. But it's not the destination. Now, there are a few who do make it. True. That's but true. But even them, they don't last that long. Yeah. And what are you going to do for the rest of your life? Exactly. That's a great stopping point for the first half of our, of our program, Joel. And it is just so good to hear your voice and to share this information. In fact, that's going to be one of my next questions. I'm going to give you a few minutes to ponder over it as we go to our first break of the day. What can potential candidates do to get prepared to win these particular jobs? So let's do that. Thanking you, Radio Family, for your fine company and definitely the company of our brother, one Joel Leonard, who was with us. Our topic of discussion, our great conversation on workforce development, and we will continue this conversation. You're listening to the weekend edition of Community Focus. We'll be back right after this break. You are listening to the weekend edition of Community Focus, heard on our Odyssey stations. Thank you, Radio Family. Great company as always and continuing and great conversation with members of our Community Focus family. For those of you who are just joining us, Joel Leonard, a recognized leader at building pipelines of skilled technicians and helping to grow respect and appreciation of the maintenance profession is with me, Renee Vaughn. As our topic of discussion this weekend is on workforce development. Now, Joel, before I get to the question, what can potential candidates do to get prepared to to win these jobs? I wanted to brag on you a little bit, my friend. You recently received recognition as early as last year, where in 2021, you were inducted into the Order of the Longleaf Pine for your career of implementing workforce development strategies and this was an honor given to you by 
Governor Roy Cooper. Also, there was a North Carolina flag raised over the NC State Legislature in your honor for your pivotal role, particularly after COVID-19, by investing, is this $100,000 into a mobile training center called MakesboroUSA.com? Yes, it was $100,000. Wow. Wow, dude. (laughs) That's all I can say is wow. And it is so good as we continue this fabulous conversation on the importance of the maintenance profession. And let me just reference something that we were talking about uh, off air and a little bit earlier on the program, because you made such an excellent point where when you go out to area schools and kids are turning, tuning you off because they're more interested in, in making the money in sports and singing competitions and in other arenas. And the fact that a lot of these maintenance jobs that are out there, our kids are not learning in very many of our classrooms. And that made me think, you know, yeah, it's it's good for those that do make it in those sporting and singing professions. But what about the behind the scene things that take place? Like if you're a singer, somebody's got to maintain the microphone. They got to maintain the equipment. A lot of that requires some type of maintenance in terms of fixing those things. And so just getting our young people in the mindset of what people who are already in this profession are doing, how much they contribute (laughs) to those athletes, to those singers, and things of, of that nature. And what I love about you and your passion for this, Joel, when you speak to young persons, is getting them to to understand that these are jobs that not only pay well, and in some cases do just as equally good on a monetary basis with, you know, being an athlete or being a professional singer, but these are, and it's what you touched on earlier, these last a little bit longer. What happens if if you break an ankle or you, you, you know, hurt yourself beyond the point that you can't play anymore? Or if something should happen to your vocal cords or you can no longer play a particular instrument, what do you have to fall back on? And so I really appreciated you bringing those things to light and part of what we're going to continue in our conversation. So let's get to the potential candidates. How does one prepare for these jobs if they know that, hey, I'm not going to make it as a professional athlete? And I'm not going to make it as a professional singer. I got to do something for a living to support my family or support myself. Well, absolutely. They need to get out and get connected. And there's a variety of ways they can do this. What's sad is because of the uh, uh, quarantines and the pandemic, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they totally shut down our education systems. Right. And uh, the, they said that there's a 14% reduction. Wow. Uh, in the amount of people that are taking technical classes. Mm-hmm. The hand exposure points have really dwindled in the last couple of years, and, and, and that's when we need them the most. All these jobs that we're talking about are going to require some highly technical uh, capabilities for these folks to contribute, mm-hmm. whether it's in the maintenance function, the production function, or logistics. Right. They're going to have to be highly technically adept. And so they're going to need to really skill up and, and get developed. And, there's again, there's a variety of options, and I'm working on building more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why I invested $100,000 uh, 
and getting more exposure into folks and they're not having to to wait on a class to open up i've set up this mobile training center uh it's literally a truck and a trailer that has a a cnc a computer numerical control machine by the way um renee Mm -hmm. there's over 500 jobs estimated right now right now people that can operate a cnc and if they can program a CNC, I mean, if they can op- operate it, they'll make fifteen, twenty-five dollars an hour, um, and so that's thirty to fifty thousand a year. If they can program it, they can make at least sixty to seventy minimum, mm-hmm. and uh, because the programming means that they can operate the computer and make the CNC do as they want it to do. Right. They can literally control the depth, the uh the course of the router bit or whatever the device they use, and they can carve out metal. They, uh, they can do all these things to be able to um, get uh, this developed. So, so there's a lot of options here for folks. And, again, if they can learn how to uh, program uh, this, they can they can make easily six figures. If they mm-hmm. can't make it within the current company they're with, they can pick up side jobs at night Absolutely. and weekend. Absolutely. And to CNC add, is uh-huh. uh, is going to be heavily used to make the the uh, electric ve- uh, batteries, the various components that go into the electric vehicles. It's going to be used extensively to make the millions of parts that are going to be needed for the. Uh, for the boom supersonic jet they're calling Overture, it's going to be so much demand for people that can run CNC machines. And mm-hmm. there are already, there's 19 openings right now at a, at a little bit manufacturer in Asheboro, wow. believe it or not. Wow. So there, right now we have a shortage of these skill sets. We just added to the to the challenge, and we're going to have employers destabilize unless we build that pipeline, and that's why I'm delighted that you're allowing me to get these kids to start realizing you ain't going to make money shooting a three-pointer. you got to get in here and learn how to run these machines. you got to get into the schools. you got to get, if your school doesn't offer this type of class, get them to offer the class. If your parents are, start lobbying for that, you will get it. So we need more parents, we need more grandparents, we need more school systems to invest in these types of training programs because we're going to be destabilizing our current manufacturers unless we build that pipeline. And look and what you did got, there. Now so, go ahead and finish and, and then I'll add to, to what you're, everything that you're saying thus far. Well, we've got to. I mean, there's not an option. We're going to mm-hmm. be major companies, just people are... Uh, going to be bouncing around, and uh, the companies are going to struggle to find the quality that they need. That's and a, so what's mm-hmm. neat is, I call the, the, the openings that are going to be created once the mega boom companies come. Right. Uh, I call them uh, the vacuum jobs. Mm-hmm. And schools start focusing on the vacuum jobs. They will have, uh, the companies will love that because they they currently... Most schools don't adequately prepare our youth for their future. They don't give them opportunities to go see the businesses. They don't get chances to take tours. They don't get exposure to them, especially during COVID. Nobody can get even on campus. 
And so we've got to figure out other ways, and and there are other ways. You can get into a program called T-A-L-L-O.com. (laughs) Tallow.com is an online version of LinkedIn, except it's uh, companies actually pay for and they've been vetted for the right to advertise and promote and connect with job candidates. And so tallow is huge, and and uh, and it's a lot of companies are growing their pipelines by focusing on those those venues. Uh, they're using LinkedIn too. But as I used to say, tell people, I mm-hmm. say if you want to whine about not having a job, go to Facebook. If you want to get a job, uh, get on uh, LinkedIn. Well, also now get on tallow. On tallow. <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you for sharing all that great information, Joel, because a couple of things as I was listening to you come to mind. Number one, and we talked about this years past, about how it is really important for our generation of young ones because our baby boomers, if they're not already retired, are getting close to that, and they're going to need someone to fill their shoes once they have retired officially from the workforce. And secondly, and this is what I was alluding to earlier, look what you did there with my next question. Speaking about our area schools, what can they do to give our students the proper preparation to prepare for these future jobs? And the current well, ones, had, too. We, we've had some. Thank you, Renee. And, and we've had some schools and some programs develop in the last several years, and mm-hmm. I've been advocating this for over 20 that we need to deepen our apprenticeships. Uh, We need to set up, I'm still frustrated, there are some communities that just don't have apprenticeships. And how are we going to build a pipeline if nobody gets in there and learns from the existing workforce? The faster, if anybody wants to take on a future job, say you want to get into medicine, well, the best way to do it is to go hang around a bunch of doctors. Exactly. (laughs) There you go. You know, so right. Makes sense uh, to me. find out what they're concerned about, right, find right. out what they do, find out how they do it. Find exactly. Out and you know what, Joel, when you and I were coming along, I believe they call that job shadowing. You went yeah. to someone's place of work or employment and you shadowed what they did so that when it came time for you to do or contribute your part, you had some experience watching the other person do their work, do their job. Absolutely. Again, that's the fastest way of being an excellent talent, regardless of whatever uh, profession you choose. If you want to be a baker, you want to be whatever, you right. go hang around the people that currently do it. Exactly. And then you get good, right. and then you become excellent in what you do. do. There you go. That's the fastest way, but sadly... Because of COVID and because of all the restrictions uh, and financial issues and things, people don't allow people to come into their businesses anymore. We become more and more isolated. Thus, people are sitting on the outside looking in, getting frustrated and doing things that they shouldn't be doing, which doesn't allow them to get ready. I, I need to also mention something. You know, as we're uh, legalizing all these different drugs, they don't realize insurance companies still make it, uh, they still carry the, the weight in a business. If you got people that can't pass a drug test, you don't get uh, manufacturing insurance. Right. And uh, so your, your business is forced to make sure that uh, they do these drug tests. 
so it might be legal to buy. It ain't legal to use on a job that you're using high, ex- <laughs> very expensive equipment and around all kinds of businesses. Uh, or uh, various things that could be fatal if you are uh, hopped up on various things. So we've got to keep ourselves clean. We've got to keep ourselves focused, and we've got to get our our technical skills developed if we want to advance and take on these jobs. Absolutely, Joel. And another thing that I wanted to bring to your attention, because you touched on this earlier in our great conversation, and again, I want to thank you, Radio Family, for joining us. You are listening to the weekend edition of Community Focus here on our Odyssey stations, and indeed, wonderful conversation with Mr. Joel Leonard, again, a recognized leader of building those pipelines of skilled technicians and helping to grow respect and appreciation of the maintenance profession. Now, you were talking about the makerspace earlier. Now, I wanted to share for those who may or may not know about you, Joel, and this was pre-COVID. There was a time in which you were pretty much all over the globe, man. If you weren't traveling cross-country and getting the word out about the maintenance profession, you had a chance to travel overseas on a number of occasions. That was one thing. And secondly, let me ask you this. Let, let's put a little spin on this. Speaking of, and I want to get back to our, our young ones, because for anyone who does follow you on social media, particularly on, on Facebook, which I think now they're calling meta something. I'm, I'm still old school, so it's still Facebook to me. But anyway, in, in keeping up with you personally and seeing you know your pictures and hearing about your experiences and you're sharing your stories. And I see young ones who are so thrilled with the, and it just escaped me, Joel, shame on me. I can, the thorn, is it thorn? And, how do you pronounce it? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the Thorminator. Thorminator. I thought that's what it was, but I wanted to hear it directly from your lips. And to see the excitement on some of the of the younger ones. So in a sense, Joel, you're, you're having in some impact with some of our young ones. But of course, your passion is to get more young people to love or to develop a love in the entrance in the maintenance field. Well, maintenance, again, is just one technical role. But uh, right. Absolutely. I've actually gotten a lot broader than that. I mean, it could be in the design. It could be in the development. It could be in the production. It Mm -hmm. could be maintaining and keeping it going. The reason I focused on maintenance is because that is often overshadowed and and underappreciated, and that's why I felt like that needed to be touted. But uh, we got to develop our, our... appreciation for taking care of things and and keeping our tools and our skills uh, updated. Uh, The reason I invented this 50, it's a 50-pound hammer for those who aren't familiar with the Thorminator. (laughs) It's not a full-size hammer. And uh, it's it's made out of aircraft aluminum. It's got, uh, now it has a thousand LEDs on it. Wow. And um, <laughs> and so that. it uh, when I take it to places, yeah. people really do pay attention, you know. And again, if you want people interested in working with tools, you got to make tools interesting. That's right. Joe, let me so, say this as an aside before you continue and this is just light humor. Thor has nothing on your Thorminator. I just want you to know <laughs> that for those who are familiar with the character. <laughs> Well, the Thorminator is a cross, but it looks, the hammer literally does look like Yeah, a, that's what like, it makes me think of, yeah. It makes me think of Thor. 
then they see all the lights go on, and, and they also see the the handle looks like a leg off the Terminator, so we call it half Thor, half Terminator. Terminator. From the <laughs> Love the smash up. <laughs> and, uh, and here it is to help us uh, better appreciate our technical skill sets. Right, absolutely. Now, Joel, let me also, again, just say how much I appreciate what you are doing and, as you alluded to earlier, what we will hopefully be able to continue to do by having you on the program on a monthly basis. We're shooting for that goal in sharing, you know, the latest up-to-date information on the maintenance profession and really, again, how to get candidates prepared for these particular jobs. I wanted to ask you, what impact do you personally see with the arrival of both the Toyota plant that's coming along with Boom Supersonic? Well, it's going to cause a serious disruption in our community. Uh, It's going to be very, uh, I mean, it's nice to be able to not have to move away to get a job. Right, right. It's nice not have to drive down to Charlotte or drive to Raleigh or or go to another uh, community. Even even Hickory has had some serious growth. Right, uh, right. Do that right here. We're going to have within a commutable distance major companies coming. We're also going to have lots of uh, machine shops and a lot of other businesses are going to have lots of extra opportunities available to them if they pursue them. Uh, and so we've got to uh, uh, we've got to support these companies. We've got to support our existing employers, and and so. Because they're going to be paying the price more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. There are going to be a lot of uh, job hoppers out there who are going to say, hey, I want to go to Toyota. Hey, I want to go to Boom. And that's fine. But there's going to be openings created after they leave. Right. And if we don't have the pipeline that can jump in mm-hmm. and take on their, their uh, uh, roles, those companies are going to be crippled. And that's what concerns me the most about uh, this new addition. Uh, we've given them some serious uh, incentives. We've given them all kinds of, of uh, attributes. And, that's and again, to compete in today's economy, we learned the problem. If you don't, you don't get it. Right. Alabama won the Toyota assembly plant mm-hmm. uh, because they gave major incentives. They bought... They bought uh, Mercedes, they bought all kinds of major companies over the last several years, and here we are looking on the outside saying that's not fair. Well, whatever's fair is fair. We've got to get in there and contribute. And again, the best thing our communities can do is to support our local businesses Mm -hmm. and support our new ones by building our technical skill sets. There's going to be lots of classes, lots of programs set up in our uh, in our school system, there's right. actually going to be an on-site community college program that Randolph Excellent. is working with. Uh, but right now, is sad is there's a lots of company, lots of technical programs that these community colleges can't fill. Mm-hmm. We don't have enough people taking electrical, a lot enough people taking all the pneumatics, enough people taking all the machining. Right. Uh, they're, they're, they don't realize that's where the money is. And that's why your program today is so important. I hope that grandparents, I hope that parents, I hope that everybody spreads this word and gets it out there 
that what I'm saying is true and what we're trying to get done is, is needed and is so important. And we can't continue doing the things as we used to do. We've right. got to support and change our culture to, uh, to fully take advantage of these opportunities. Well, Joel, if I can, on behalf of our radio family, be the spokesperson or the voice, if you will, for our community in extending a huge thank you for this opportunity for us to engage in this conversation and to particularly say thank you for the passion you have in our young ones, because I don't think of just those of our juniors and seniors in high school But in what you have been speaking of for the majority of our conversation, I think about our college graduates. A lot of these kids who are attending our universities here, one of the main reasons a lot of them probably don't stick around is because there is such a lack of having uh, an opportunity with which to find if, and and for lack of a better word, because I'm having a brain freeze right now, the variety of jobs that are out there for those that do have an interest in wanting to be a part of the maintenance profession and wanting to help improve the pipeline for our existing businesses and future businesses to come. And so a lot of them end up going back to their respective homes and some don't end up staying in the area. Like you said, with so many jobs that are available, the lack of people to fill them is because all of our young ones migrate to other places, like you were talking about, other major cities that have these, uh, if you will, you know, everything that we've talked about already in place. But it would be nice to have them stay right here in the Carolinas because I think we have some of the finest technical schools. Absolutely. In the state of North Carolina, but yet a lot of these kids are going to other places. Well, and, and sadly, we don't promote our existing workforce. Yeah. If I was mayor of a town, this is what I would do. I would have a weekly list of every company in my jurisdiction that is hiring more than 10 people. And I would put it on a list and I would read their name into the role each week. In fact, I've been telling mayors to do that so that the community news uh, vehicles and all the media and all the others that cover these programs, uh, these meetings, start getting that constant drumbeat and realize that this company's hiring, this company's hiring, this company's hiring. we got to get that in everybody's heads. And, and again, we have a regular death toll every night of whatever crime was committed. It would be great if we had just five minutes every night to show us what jobs are open. I like that. Well, thank you, my friend. And you know for me there are no goodbyes on this program, so I'm looking forward to, as we are going to continue this conversation on a regular basis, I don't want to say welcome back, but welcome back (laughs) to the radio family. You've been missed, dude, so it's really nice to, to again hear your voice and to thank you for the passion that you have. And indeed, no goodbyes from me, my friend, just until next time. Well, thank you so much, Renee. Absolutely. Now, full circle, you and I were talking when things were down. Now we're talking when things Things are are up. up. Yeah. More people take advantage of these opportunities. Absolutely. Now, Joel, if someone should have additional questions, how best to get in contact with you? I'm going to give out a email address because I used to get phone calls. You broadcast this, and people will be reading it in the middle of the night. I can't right. phone calls. You can't in the handle of, it. Um, I probably need to simplify this, but uh, 
It's Maker at Makesboro, M-A-K-E-S-Boro, B-O-R-O, USA.com. Maker at Makesboro, USA.com. And they can go to my website. They can sign up for a newsletter. And if they want to see me on Facebook, I'm Joel Leonard. Uh, I think they got me number three. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm uh, on LinkedIn, uh, Joel Leonard, the maker's maker. And uh, I would be delighted to help anybody and continue these discussions and, and help them uh, grow their skill sets, grow their capacity and grow their prosperity. Thank you so much. You, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. And look, Joel, listen to this loud and clear. You're number one and always will be in my book and hopefully for our radio family as well. So thank you very much, sir. And thank you, radio family, for the wonderful things you continue to do in our communities. Keep up the great work. And you have been listening to the weekend edition of Community Focus. Please continue to stay safe. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And until that next time, everybody take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.